Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Hey, stranger. The Opus is moving out and into a new season as we continue to explore the ongoing legacy of music's most iconic records. I'm your host, Adam Unz, and this season we're celebrating the 45th anniversary of Billy Joel's fifth studio album, The Stranger, a record whose critical and commercial success catapulted the piano man to superstardom. Helping us explore this classic collection are artists like Billy Joel's drummer Liberty DeVito, Regina Spector, Andrew McMahon in the Wilderness, Rozzy, Lissy, The Arkells, Bayside's Anthony Renari, and Ben Folds. Great music shapes lives, shakes rafters, and embeds itself into our culture. So let's find out why only the good die young as we deep dive into The Stranger. The new season is out now and is brought to you by the Consequence Podcast Network and Sony Legacy Recordings. Find us at consequence.net or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, and welcome to the Spark Parade, a show where I geek out with artists and entertainers about their cultural spark of inspiration. I'm Adam Unz, at Spark Parade on all social media. Thanks so much for joining me. Uh, It is a big day at uh, Spark Parade HQ. Let me tell ya. My guest today is actor, singer, and songwriter Lola Kirk who was kind enough to chat with me about her spark. Miranda Lambert's chart-topping double album, The Weight of These Wings. Uh, yeah, Lola is such a good hang. Really funny and really easy to talk to when smart and just, yeah, offering all the things you would want from a conversation. So you'd probably want to hear it, right? Well... Then why wait, I say. Uh, let's get this show on the road. Quick Lola facts. Lola Kirk is a London-born, New York-raised actor, singer, and songwriter. Her best-known acting projects have included the films Mistress America and Gone Girl and the TV series Mozart in the Jungle. As a singer-songwriter, she released her first full-length album, Hearthead West, in 2018, and her highly anticipated and... I can vouch for this. Very good new album, Lady for Sale, will be released on April 29th of this year, which is 2022, in case you've forgotten. Lady for Sale showcases Kirk's unself-conscious country-twinged vocals alongside a brightly colored candy shop of glam twang guitar riffs, department store TV commercial synth stylings, and swooping, lilting, unabashedly feminine background vocals. Ah, uh, 
quick, the weight of these wings facts. The weight of these wings is the sixth studio album by American country music artist Miranda Lambert. It was released on November 18th, 2016. The album consists of two discs. Disc one is titled The Nerve and disc two is titled The Heart. It debuted at number one on the Billboard Country Albums chart and number three on the all-genre U.S. Billboard 200 chart and has been certified platinum. In addition to winning Album of the Year at the 2017 ACM Awards, it is considered by several major music publications as one of the best albums of 2016. And those are all the facts you'll need to prepare yourself for the delightful conversation you're going to hear right now. Here comes my chat with Lola Kirk about Miranda Lambert's The Weight of These Wings. So the uh, jumping off point is always the origin story. So do you remember hearing this album for the first time, becoming aware of it, um, or at least kind of the time period? So I actually started listening to Miranda Lambert somewhat recently, Um, probably during the pandemic, actually, Um, which is kind of a funny thing because I feel like I live in Nashville and most of my friends who live here are either like, vehemently non-country music listeners or like grew up listening to country radio even if they like don't look like they'd like country music like they look like kind of hip and not that you know country isn't hip but they look more hipster and then they like know every single you know eric church song or something mm-hmm. they're like oh, it's mm-hmm. incredible um so i've been really drawn to newer country music after listening to a lot of older country music growing up um and I was writing with my friend Elle King, who's a musician who is fantastic. And she has, at that point, she had not released the song Drunk, but she was just like, oh, have you ever heard the song Tequila Does by Miranda Lambert? And I was like, no. And she was like, listen to it now. (laughs) So I went and I listened to it and that's off of her newer record. Um, I think Bluebird is the name of the record or Wildcard. Wildcard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Bluebird is that lead single, but um, I listened to it and I couldn't stop listening to it. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, this is, she's she's a rare artist to me who is really working within like the new country paradigm, but bringing a lot of older country uh, references into it. And like, she kind of incorporates more Americana into her music, which if I'm talking too much, please excuse me, by the way. This is all good. <laughs> this is great stuff. Okay, great, great. <laughs> so, um, just have a sip of this vodka um (laughs) and so when I first started playing country music I was told like oh this is Americana and I was like oh cool like that's a cool sounding word and then like a month later I was like what the fuck is Americana Mm. (laughs) I have no idea what it is like it wasn't really like on the in the zeitgeist when I was like growing up listening to music I really loved the band a lot Mm -hmm. and I guess like Grail Marcus was kind of like they're Americana and then I my understanding was that like Americana was like music that had like a lot of allusion and reference to uh America Mm -hmm. I was like that's quite vast (laughs) Uh and then but i think that the more like modern uh conscription of americana is like uh indie country (laughs) if that makes sense like Mm -hmm. not as lucrative country except if you're like chris stapleton or something who's more like country leaning right so anyway 
I I was just really impressed when I was listening to Miranda and I was like, oh my God, like she is using so many things that you would put in a more Americana camp in this like very, very uh, mainstream country world. Um, and then from there, I started listening to like more of her back catalog and, you know, songs like Kerosene and like all that stuff. And then I somehow like found a uh, way to these wings just I, I was like doing that like really nerdy thing I do where I like go back and listen to every single album and like don't skip songs even that I don't like, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, which I don't know how valuable that is for a music lover. It's kind of like finishing a book you don't like. Right. I'm, I'm a completist. I understand. It's you're like, completist. you know, okay, you want to you want to at least know everything yeah. about it, even if it's not something you're going to come back to. Totally. But I also like disassociate if I don't like it. Like I'm definitely texting. Like it's just like I'm fin- crossing it off the to-do mm-hmm. list instead of like enjoying it or forming an opinion about it. Right. And and as a completist, I, I do sometimes struggle with this idea that life is rather short. <laughs> and <laughs> what am I, you know, what am I spending my time on? So I'm torn. Mm-hmm. Um, but I found Way to These Wings and it just really struck me as, <laughs> this was like my weird hot take that I was working with for one week. I was like, she's like modern Joni Mitchell mm. <laughs> and in a really weird way. And I think the first song that made me feel that way um, was we should be friends where mm-hmm. she talks about like, you know, gaining weight and losing sleep. And like, I guess like the gaining weight thing really struck me honestly, because I was like, nobody ever talks about gaining weight in the song, let alone like, like a country star Mm -hmm. and like it's something that we all relate to men and women alike and like I don't know I guess uh, and at that point in my life as like an actress and a musician I was thinking so much about my body in a way that I hadn't before and I was just like oh she like talks about something that's like kind of corny and doesn't seem like it should fit into a song but it really really fits into a song and it really really connected with me and I'm sure with lots of people because she's Miranda Lambert um and also like her ability to talk about like drinking and smoking mm-hmm. and like life and that that's like the song one of the songs on the record uh, I just appreciate it because I struggle so much with those things in my life and I'm always looking for other people to like you know that I think are great to be like it's okay I do that too, and I'm really, really cool. <laughs> so, right. um, and, and I guess Joni Mitchell did that for me in like a profound way, um, and was like still the prettiest girl I'd ever <laughs> like <laughs> even thought of, and like the most incredible musician. And she was like, she's a mess, mm-hmm. but and that's okay. So, and I felt like Miranda Lambert. I feel like Miranda Lambert like has those qualities <laughs> um, and it just really, really made me connect with that record. So that's like a really long winded answer to how did you come to this? record? <laughs> no, this is uh we've got a lot of stuff to dig into here. So yeah, that's, that's uh, one of the side effects of these interviews. Um, or at least <laughs> hopefully people come away feeling a little refreshed. Um, Uh, Just to start with the kind of genre bending stuff, um, you know, in addition to kind of Americana roots influences coming in there, I think she represents um, uh, uh, the intersection of a few different forms of country as well. There's this kind of 
uh, more traditional, um, you know, Dolly Parton, Hank Williams, uh, Willie Nelson, who I know is a, a big influence on her and, you know, like fellow Texan, um, that, that kind of connection as well. Um, also little elements of this kind of big, bold, more eighties, nineties, you know, like, uh, arena country, um, but also having these quieter moments and this album in particular, I think has a lot of that stillness, a lot of the kind of introspection, um, that, uh, you know, comes, comes from, uh, a more modern country sensibility. And then also a little bit of leaning into, um, experimenting with other genres in the way that, um, you know, pop country has done in, in recent years. And I don't think she's ever in danger of doing a full, like Casey Musgraves, Taylor Swift. I don't, I don't know that she's going to, uh, dive that far, um, into, into other realms, but you, you know, you mentioned drunk and I think that is, uh, a sign of that kind of, uh, openness to explore other genres. Um, so there's all of that stuff as a foundation plus, you know, this, looming specter of this very public divorce her relationship with Blake Shelton ending and all of the baggage and bullshit that comes with that for you know thinking about the way that people treat celebrity the way that uh the public's obsession with celebrity having the pressure of being like this you know golden couple of country and um, having huge commercial crossover success. So being this person who's not just representative of country music in the country world, but in the entire musical landscape. So all of this stuff kind of pushing down on her and coming off of the back of a tremendously successful album where she'd won a Grammy, where she'd had a number one on the billboard charts, not just the country charts. Um, so creating this album that is both tremendously personal, but also very universal. And as you said, these lyrics, um, talking about her own experience, talking about what she'd gone through, but being very relatable, being something that you can pick specific lyrics out and go like, yes, I'm, it's reassuring to hear someone talking about that stuff in a song. Um, so yeah, very multi-layered and complex and a double album. So this huge ambition and, um, uh, a lot of music to process at the same time. Totally. And I think that that Blake Shelton divorce <laughs> is, was really the first way I ever heard about her. Like, I guess, and, be, and I think I probably only heard about him because of Gwen Stefani mm. or whatever. So I was just like, oh, it was like, it was on the front cover of like Us Weekly at the grocery store. And I was like, who are these people that everyone's talking about? And of course the press like made it out to look in a, certain way because I would pick up the Us Weekly and read it and wait for, you know, and then put it back when I was checking out finally because I'm one of those people at the grocery mm. store. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't buy it, but I do read it. <laughs> I guess you don't even need to do that anymore with um with the old iPhone yeah. or Instagram or anything like that. Like who needs printed magazines? That's yeah. kind of sad. Um, but anyway, yeah, I had never really heard about her and the way that she was painted and the media at that time was so like, like, it seemed like Gwen Stefani was like saving him. Mm. <laughs> that was like my idea at least. Um, and then, and then I listened to her music and I was like, Oh, this girl, like, I want to be her friend. I want to know her. And, and I only hear wonderful things about her. And, and like, 
like that she's so supportive of other women artists and 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 I just watched her acceptance speech at the ACMs um which is a really interesting cultural experience I didn't go I watched mm. it on like Amazon Prime or whatever but it was such like earnest acceptance speech and like she like dedicated the award of entertainer to the year to like every girl with a guitar and I was like that is cool mm. <laughs> that is so kind um but yeah, I think that this record does have like that that mainstream country appeal mixed with an incredibly personal sense of like what is going on. And like and and it goes from being fun with like songs like Ugly Lights to then being like really, really sentimental with songs like Pushing Time. Mm-hmm. Um and I guess I'm just always looking for artists who can who actually like have something to say like mm-hmm. that's that's i think what um i was really just like blown away by and something that i do find happens in country a lot because i think of the nature of like what a country song actually is like it it's kind of more like essay form like mm-hmm. you have like the main idea which is the chorus and then you have like these verses that are supporting what the chorus is and like making the chorus even stronger and then like if you have a bridge that's like representing a new idea which I guess that's quite standard in songwriting but um I think that country has to stick to that form in order to like really be a country song like you can't just throw a pedal steel in somewhere or a fiddle Mm. and then like be like you know mad poetic <laughs> like yeah. that's 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 a different song that might be like an influence a country influence song but a real country song i think is like simply describing really complex ideas and often being like really really witty and fun in the process of it or heartbreaking mm-hmm. um and yeah i think that so even like when you have writers that aren't writing their own, singers that aren't writing their own material, um, like they are still singing a lot of the time in country music, like really, really honed material that, mm-hmm. and they are performing it. And I think that's like why you could have these great country artists that are, um, who are not writers and mm-hmm. like, because they're actors in a lot of ways. And I, I don't know how much of this record that, that she actually wrote, um, but a lot. it's a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You get that sense. It would be like really impressive if it was someone else and she was doing, I would still be impressed. Um, But, but yeah, I, I just like feel like she really has something to say and, and I heard it. And so that's like, and so, you know, that's what, what really matters to me. Just like, not like I, I I think so much about connection right now. It's, it's, it's like possibly one of the most vital things that art and culture can foster is like connection between individuals and this creation of community. And like, I don't know, that's even more important in this like pandemic world where we're very, very isolated from each other. Um, For sure. But it's just important generally when we're all kind of able to exist on our phones as much as we are anywhere else. And when an artist is able to like reach through whatever 
like Apple device I'm listening <laughs> on <laughs> and and like grab me and make me listen and make me feel like I'm not alone because like I lost sleep and I gained weight and like I'm a mess and I'm looking for another vice and like I'm also really really excited that like I'm gonna go on the road and like see all these different things or just like the whole experience is is really really moving to me and I I don't know how much like we, in a content driven world, I feel like there's actually less like content, like actual content, like in songs, like it's just like form, form mm-hmm. is like everywhere and there's no content. Right. So <laughs> I'm really excited when I get like the actual content of someone's like soul right through the, through their form. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I think that idea of big pop music writers rooms where there's, you know, 20 of the best minds trying to, sure. you know, like it's like a computer program where there are these elements that must go into this song to make it a hit. And we know the formula. And when you have somebody like this where, you know, I think another big important part of the country t- tradition is uh, storytelling, but in a very literal sense that it's like, it's not as you said, it's not like a poem. It's it is like having a conversation with someone where they're telling you about what's happened to them. Um, and that I think makes it even more relatable. It makes it easier for you to connect to. Um, and it connects us to each other. It's like uh, what you were saying about art, that it's, um, this important part of it's, it's kind of the, the glue that holds, um, our, our society together and, and makes it so that we can, it's a, a really key way for people to understand the world around them and to understand each other. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. And 
And then also just talking about her writing. I think she wrote or co-wrote 20 of the 24 songs and the, the ones that she didn't write are, are covers. Um, yeah. And uh, just all of the, you know, she's a, on, on the one hand, tremendously successful, one of the biggest stars that country music has ever produced. But she's also, in addition to having to deal with all of the public bullshit about her relationship, there's a, a tremendous amount of misogyny involved in the way that she is perceived um, uh, generally uh, on a macro level, that it's this beautiful, you know, uh, tra traditionally beautiful woman. And it reminds me a lot. I mean, I don't want to talk you know, constantly about Dolly Parton right now, but um, it's it's a similar thing where we can't talk about Miranda, I think, without talking about Dolly Parton. So, yeah. yeah. And just that same feeling of having somebody who uh, is extremely beautiful. And for that reason, it, 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 it's almost like uh, people can't imagine that somebody who's beautiful can also be really talented, can also write her own music, can also have, um, you know, depth to her. And in the same way that Dolly Parton throughout her entire career has had to kind of fight against that idea that, um, you know, I think now people are, are pretty aware of the fact that she is incredibly, incredibly talented and that she has, you know, built this entire empire on her own. Um, or, you know, obviously she's worked with a lot of other people, but that she's, she's, there's these tremendous accomplishments. And with yeah. Miranda Lambert, not only having to fight against those um, uh, stereotypes about the way that uh, a woman who's conventionally attractive, uh, the abilities that she has, but also just the, you know, place that a woman has in a cishet relationship that's very public and how people view her in relation to Blake Shelton instead of as an independent person and, um, you know, processing all of this stuff at a really painful, tumultuous time for her in her personal life and having all the, these expectations, people knowing what was going on in her personal life, knowing all of the uh, stereotypes that she's fighting against, all of the bullshit that she has to put up with and waiting for her to release this album and talk about all of those things. So it's this like, again, tremendous amount of pressure on her to deliver answers to the public that, you know, a response to the criticisms of her and to all of the personal things that she's gone through that nobody wants to have aired publicly. Right, right. And I, I think that part of me as like a, a New Yorker who has somehow stumbled into like a deep passion for all kinds of country music um, and like, I feel sometimes like I've like gone to the new world <laughs> I'd like report <laughs> back to my friends. I'm like, no, you don't understand. Like, I know that person has like a really bad public image, but like their songs are really good. <laughs> and mm. like, if you would just stop being such a fucking snob, like you would understand <laughs> that. Like, I don't know. I, maybe my friends have always been trying to like communicate that sentiment to me about a lot of pop music. Mm -hmm. Um, because like, I definitely have like felt really alienated by like not understanding a lot a lot of pop music and not understanding a lot of like hip-hop or rap which was like the predominant um music when I was growing up so I, I don't know I, I think that there's like a part of me that feels like okay I know all those genres are really cool now and they're making like they're they're putting out good good music that people are really connecting to but like you coastal elites did you know that like there is this massive like um like 
an incredible amount of music that is coming out that like most people listen to all the time and like makes so many people happy. Like we went to see um, Billie Eilish at Bridgestone Arena the other night and it was incredible. But one of the things I really, really felt while I was watching her was just like, this girl is making 20,000 people happy right now. Mm -hmm. Like at the same time, like that is an incredible, like whether you like her or not or whatever, like, you cannot take away that this person has, for whatever reason, the ability to bring something out of people um, that that maybe already exists. Maybe she's just like igniting it or reminding people of it. Um, but that's a really powerful thing to do. So I, I think like my own even inclination to like discount music that has mass appeal, um, I have to check sometimes because I'm like, well, like, making a lot of people feel something and that's like important um and i was thinking what you were saying about this like issue of like oh it's a woman who's like not only attractive but also talented and like i was like why why do we feel that like need to um take things away from people and like the first thing that came up for me was like is it a self-loathing? Like, is it our own ability to like reconcile how wonderful we might be? That we might be someone that could be, you know, attractive and smart or, a, you know, um, like <laughs> ashamed, but also proud. Like, mm. is it our, like, is it our inability to, to reconcile these disparate parts of us and that so that when we look at somebody else, we they couldn't possibly be like whole in a certain way, because I think that it's a kind of wholeness that we're talking about, mm-hmm. not perfection. And I think that Dolly Parton and Miranda Lambert are both like really throwing perfection against the wall with a lot of their their songs and mm-hmm. talking about these really complicated, painful ideas um, and jealousy and, and all sorts of things that don't render a person perfect. But like wholeness like you can be all of these different things at the same time and and it's really exciting to me that that there are people who are able to do that within within genres that that you might not think can achieve like such depth though i think country always can not not all of the the newer stuff but some of them some of the most like depth i've ever felt has been from listening to like a merle haggard song <laughs> or a johnny mm. song where i'm like wow I didn't know you could say that aloud, <laughs> right? but you just did in one sentence. Yeah. And I, I mean, I think that goes back to, uh, what you, you were saying about listening to music outside of your own immediate experience or appreciating the fact that even though this isn't a kind of music that you enjoy, there is something to it. There's a lot of other people in the world who enjoy it. And, you know, I'm, uh, in New York right now and just having that kind of, sort of north-south divide where it's like in uh, a lot of states country music is pop music but to a lot of people in other places the billboard charts are pop music and country music is other and you know the billboard charts represent lots of different kinds of music and so it's like oh that is why we can say this is one thing and country music is completely separate um and you know as i said there's blurring of the lines here that you know miranda lambert did uh, have a number one in the Billboard charts, Casey Musgraves, all of those people who are having crossover success. Um, but also talking about the tremendous uh, 
diversity in the types of country music and there's pop country there's country that's um just just in the way that you know pop music generally can be defined as many many different things some of it is really light and frothy some of it has tremendous emotional weight um and uh country has a really long history and uh means a lot of different things to a lot of different people so kind of saying you know i hate country or um i'm not open to even thinking about it or whatever the you know uh, people who who don't have much experience with it would think um i think hearing that you know people like johnny cash um you know who who have that kind of crossover appeal whose music bled into other forms of music and influenced a lot of other forms of music um and just understanding that you know country is a lot more complex than just uh you know people whatever stereotype people have garth brooks or or whatever who is incredible right by the way right right. and i think like has broken many records they're escaping me right now but in terms of like is maybe he sold more records than he's like close to the beatles Mm, like yeah yeah crazy stuff um but yeah, I think what's interesting about like uh, this like more retro country like Johnny Cash or Loretta Lynn is it's like did I, I'm not sure if like my my dad was listening to those artists when they were or, or you know people I'm not sure if my dad was listening to those artists when they were on the radio maybe he was uh, he he my dad uh, played drums in Bad Company as a and and free and it was more very very rock and roll. I know he met Dolly Parton once when he was like in. <laughs> In the 70s in Colorado mm. something like that but anyway um I'm not sure how much like other genres were mixing then but I I guess my thing would be like don't wait 20 years to listen to way to these wings <laughs> like mm. listen right now I mean I ain't even late I think it came out in 2016 yeah. but like there is a lot of really good music that came out in like the last 10 years from this genre that like why do we have to wait for it to be like ironic and old to enjoy it? Like, I don't know. I want to, I want to hear it now. And I'm, I'm enjoying a lot of music that comes out now. I mean, I'm embarrassed to say like, I like, I mean, there's a stigma around liking Morgan Wallen Hmm. and I understand that. I also think whiskey glasses is like a tight song (laughs) and I love up down. And I also, am really liking, um, Jimmy Allen, like Freedom Was a Highway is blowing my mind. That song sounds like Boys of Summer, but like is its own different thing and is just so fun to listen to. I'm really, really liking Lainey Wilson. Like there's a lot of really good music that's happening right now. And there's a lot of really bad music too. So I, I, but like, I, I think that there's this like snobby idea and maybe it was just my snobby idea that I am on here dis- debunking <laughs> that like, that there aren't like really serious <laughs> that, that 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 some genres don't deserve our really serious attention um or even just our serious enjoyment right. and i think that that's what i'm here to say and miranda lambert is is in a, in a class of her own and i think it's just such a serious artist that i i stand by my Joni mitchell thing i stand by that she has this like singular ability to connect to women in particular um and be adored by men mm-hmm. as well and, and appreciated by men but and all people but um i think that she's like a serious artist yeah yeah oh definitely um yeah. 
And, you know, I think you living in Nashville, which is a place that is, especially in the last you know, 20 years, has has always been this, uh, you know, the, the one of the capitals of country music, um, but now has evolved and is shifting and um, all different kinds of people have moved there, as I'm sure you're aware, and the music industry there has changed to be something completely different. Um, yeah. And, you know, I think uh, on the whole, people are if not becoming more uh, accepting of country music, at least more aware of it and uh, know that it's a broader part of the culture instead of just relegated to, you know, uh, a specific kind of person. Yeah. I'm so curious actually about that. Like as, as the world kind of becomes less localized and more (laughs) just one giant same place, like, I am curious if if the people that I know in Los Angeles and elsewhere, New York, are 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 hearing this music in quite the same way, um, because I think that growing up, like, it, yeah, of course, a little girl in New York City didn't hear country radio all the time. Right. Um, it was I was all about one hundred one point one at that time. I don't know if you <laughs> that morning zoo was pretty cool on Z one hundred. Loved one hundred four point three two because I I think I'm discovering that I've always been like a a fifty five year old man <laughs> <laughs> and really really liked <laughs> listening to classic rock at seven o'clock in the morning. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. No, no, it's great. <laughs> Uh, I think that is a, a lovely note on which to finish. Um, okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much for uh, you, making time yeah. for me. This was super fun. Yeah, it was fun. Okay, great. All well, right. Take care. You too. All right. Okay, bye. Bye. Well, that was fun. Thanks again to Lola for chatting with me. Uh, her brilliant new album, Lady for Sale, is out on April 29th, so you should ready your downloading and or streaming device well in advance of that date okay all right and that is just about all i've got for you today please please follow me on social media i am at spark parade we will have such a lovely time together you and i uh other than that behave yourself don't do anything i wouldn't do and until next time bye Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.